0: Episode 481, welcome back, Quest for You fans. As I'm recording this, it is Friday before Labor Day weekend, and I am off to Yosemite. My climbing partner from last year, who moved away, if you remember, I told you the story. He is flying in, and I am really looking forward to spending time together. He was incremental in teaching me all the basics last year when I didn't know anything about climbing. I'm sure there will be moments where he will say, I didn't teach you this, or I can't believe you still don't know this. But believe it or not, I'm looking forward to working with the master, as I like to call him. He has climbed most of his life and really knows his stuff, and I enjoy learning from him. His methods make sense to me, and they are efficient. I like the way he explains things to me. And yes, even when I don't get it right away and he gets annoyed, he still explains it again. My current climbing partner has a different style of teaching that I'm still getting used to. He's quieter and expects me to know something he taught me once and then practice it. He doesn't like to repeat things and and expects me to catch on quicker. He's less outspoken and I've learned to recognize that when he turns silent, I know I did something wrong or I missed something. Isn't it interesting how everyone is different? I find my climbing relationships fascinating. They are the closest relationships I have in my life at the moment. I don't spend so much time on a weekly basis with anyone else. They're almost like a real partner relationship, except the romantic part. It is also very similar to a working relationship, except the financial incentive. My climbing partners often teach me as I'm the newbie, so I sometimes feel like I'm working for my boss. There are many happy times. Often they occur as we summit a mountain, when the hard work is done and we enjoy the view, or when we're hungry and savor a good meal together afterwards, reflecting on the day. But there are also so many difficult moments. I have shared some of them with you. They happen partially because the activity we are engaged in is by itself difficult. We're not sitting on the couch together watching Netflix, arguing about a movie. We're doing some pretty tough stuff, sometimes with the life on our line. Every action and non-action matters. A few wrong moves can get us off route and cause hours of delays. A misunderstanding can contribute to an entire day of frustration and difficulty. I've had it all and and it makes the already challenging aspect of climbing even more challenging because humans are involved. The things they say and do and the feelings they cause in us. So, as I'm getting ready for a long weekend, packing everything I need, Climbing gear, clothes, a few toiletries, food, first aid supplies, sleeping stuff, all the essentials that I'm used to having always around me that I now need to think about. I want to leave you with a few thoughts that have been on my mind this week. They revolve around our human relationships, which drive so much of what we think and do. Other humans affect us more than we want at times. Their actions affect our energy, our motivation our decisions other humans can make or break our day our week sometimes years of our life so here are a few bites of wisdom from my heart to yours things i've learned over the years that i still don't always get right but knowing them make my life better and maybe they help you as well when it comes to the relationships with the important people in your life those people that you spend a lot of time with One, life is a one time shot. We don't get to practice and then do it all over again the correct way later. It's now or never. Keep this in mind next time you're suffering again because of another person. Seek happiness in all areas of your life, including your relationships. My climbing partners are a good example. We spend a lot of time together, and sometimes I am miserable. I will try very hard and give my very best to make those relationships work because I love climbing. But just as your love partner is not the only person in the world, there are also other potential climbing partners out there for me. I'm already on my second partner, so I've demonstrated to myself that it is possible. Give your best, but don't force it. Don't spend time trying to maintain relationships with people that make you suffer or people that you don't even like. Be always nice and respectful, but don't stick around if your efforts fall on empty ground. This applies to all types of relationships. If we are miserable in our relationships, it's time to end them. We all deserve to be happy, so let's find people that are good to us. 2. Surround yourself with the best. Here is the thing. When we hang around pessimists, people that bring us down, people that cannot articulate the thoughts and feelings in a mature way, we will constantly waste time and energy, guessing, waiting, deciphering, trying to mend and apologize. It's not necessary. We don't have to put up with people just because they click themselves into our life in maybe some magical way. We tend to hang on too long to the wrong people, not just romantic partners, but friends, even family members. We don't need to spend time with those people, even if they are family. We can keep them at a distance. This became clear to me yet again last night, when I met with my rehearsal group to discuss the attention matrix that I shared with you in the last episode. When I presented it, especially my metaphor, which you know I'm still struggling with, They didn't laugh. Instead, they told me that I am more badass than a rainbow. Yeah, I know. I picked the rainbow. These were exactly their words. They built me up. They told me that I have done so much more in my life than the little I shared in that matrix. On the other hand, when I brainstormed with a friend over the weekend as to what a good metaphor would be, he laughed at my choices and he made me feel diminished. He kept picking on me instead of lifting me up and helping me to find my strengths. Find smart, interesting, and accomplished people. And this may require some groundwork. Put the effort in. Don't wait for those people to show up. Go where they are. They are in the expensive workshops, not the free ones. They publish articles and books. They don't make silly comments on social media and other people's work. They are in the early sessions in the gym then Toastmasters at meetups because they got a busy schedule. They are looking to grow and improve themselves. And if you are successful in finding and connecting with them, they may pull you into their growth journey as well. Talk to them. Set up meetings, follow up, then do it again until they are part of your circle. I know I've done it. It takes a lot of work, but the more time you spend with those people, the more you will become like them. You will not rise up when people put you down, but you will rise when they lift you up and challenge you. And then, always, prioritize those people over anything else. Value their time. Show up when they schedule a meeting and forego your happy hour or your sleep because the time spent with them is worth so much more than anything else you could be doing. I cannot emphasize this enough. The one or two hours I spend with my rehearsal group or my podcast mastermind team is so enriching. It's often the most important hour of an entire week. It pushes me forward in my goals. Three, always come from a place of sincerity and kindness. No matter how difficult the people around you are, try to be your best self when you are with them. This is hard. But I guarantee you that this is the best thing you can do. It takes the most effort. But it also leaves you free of all the drama that comes afterwards that you now don't need to worry about. When we are confronted with negative energy, our tendency is to respond the same way. Angry, with hurtful comments, jealous, revengeful, or crying, and, and so much more. These emotions leave us depleted and most of the time we regret them. So much time is wasted. We apologize. We try to make up. Come from your best place right away. And then you don't have to worry about anything else. So you get a snippy text message or a question that makes you feel guilty. Take your time with your response. Breathe. Reflect on what matters most to you. And stay true to your values like honesty and kindness. And then respond. If you're with the person and you don't have a chance to take a break, be silent. Wait until your heart speaks and then speak with your mouth. Apologize. Explain your reasoning briefly. Acknowledge the other person and then let it go. We covered some of these tips recently. But if you always come from your best place, there's less cleanup you have to do later. Say what needs to be said and move on. And four... Show your commitment in actions, not in words. We also talked about this recently. Sometimes words are needed and they speak louder than the actions, but ensure that your actions and your words are always aligned. Commit to causes that matter and people that are good for you and then stick with it. When you get in a time crunch, deprioritize those things and people that don't bring you further. You know who those people are. And look for the same in others. Don't surround yourself with talkers that never do. I have dated guys that told me about all the wonderful trips that we should take. And then I got messages from them when they were there, in those places. But not with me. My current climbing partner, he started a calendar for us. And the mountains that we sometimes dream about when we're on our drive home. And later... When I open the shared calendar, I see that he has added those mountains to certain dates down in the future. Or I will send him an Instagram post of someone climbing a mountain that looks great. He researches it, and sometimes it makes the list as well. Actions, my friends. You know when they are there, and you also know when they are absent. The same applies to you. The likely scenario is that When we don't show up or others don't show up for us, we are not interested or they are just not that interested. So then there's no need to waste any more time. Be with people that you value, people that push you forward and then commit to them with words and with actions. Spend your time wisely, my friends, and spend it with good people because it makes a world of difference of where you're going with your life. Have a wonderful weekend, my friends. So much love from my heart to yours and I can't wait to talk to you soon.